How you doing, baby? Smash that like. Let's go. It's uh, yo, world events have uh, have intervened to change the vibes. The vibes got changed at the last minute, and that's cool. We, you know, we're um, we're used to uh, pivoting. You know, so let's pivot. Are you ready? Let's pivot. No one would have believed in the first years of the information age that human affairs were being watched so keenly and closely. No one could have dreamed that we were being scrutinized. As someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water, few men considered the possibility of life on other planets. While minds immeasurably more devious than ours regarded our world with envious eyes, and slowly and surely, they drew their plans against us. Britain is preparing for the greatest of show. Britain is wide open to alien visitors and consequences of not monitoring extraterrestrials. Are they here to wreak some sort of death and destruction on the planet? Yes. Summer Olympic preparations are calling on all forms of nations to this. Official is warning we may be on the verge of intergalactic war. Is on the Such measures may not only turn the capital into a siege city, but simply prove to be ineffective. Conspiracies and symbolism surrounding the 2000 Olympics has caught the attention of a lot of people. Even the mainstream media have been poking into the stick. This is one of the biggest days ever for the city. I mean, you get the sense of the huge anticipation. This is your meticulous planning, which is now reached the climax of will do.
<laughs> Yo, welcome brothers and sisters. Live from the peak of recorded human civilization. It's that meaning stream number 40. What are we on? 43! 43! 43, baby. We're on 43. How the heck are you? How are you doing? What's going on? How are you feeling? How are you feeling on this most auspicious day? Here at the peak of recorded human civilization. Ong. Ong, they did it! They did it. They did it. You know, we some of us have been, uh, you know, uh, theorizing and speculating about this for a long ass time. Who would have thunk when they finally did it? No one would give a shit. <laughs> Today, the Pentagon uh, released footage of UFOs, and uh, no one seems to care. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, so here we are. You know, they didn't do, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like some 2004 shit that already like leaked ages ago. But they've basically released it and said, yes, this is official and this is real. Which is interesting because previously, right, we've had all this stuff and it's like, you just don't really know anymore what's like, what's special effects and what isn't. It was easier to know what was special effects and what wasn't in Fox Mulder's day because you could see the string. You know what I mean? Not everybody had fucking After Effects. But everybody got After Effects now, so how do you know what's what? Well, the way you know what's what now is the Pentagon tells you, and it says, yeah, that is official like a referee's whistle. That's some bona fide UFOs, my guy. You go, what? Really? Today? This month? Amidst all this? All those people who were saying, because we discussed of some episodes ago, that part of this whole thing, get everyone indoors so they can like arrest all the baddies and announce that aliens are running around the place. Yo. What a feeling. What a time to be alive. Now, I don't know if you've, um, maybe, I don't know if you, you've seen it. What's interesting, I, you know, I used, to, uh, I used to do a lot of UFO research back in the day. And uh, listening... Listening gives you a greater idea of what's going on, I find, than looking. The footage is often sort of grainy and, and strange. And, and uh, the footage doesn't tell you as much as listening to the reaction of the people there. So why don't we do that? Let's listen. Let's just listen to it. You know? If we can. Can we? Can we listen? Where's my button? Yeah, listen. Oh, now, now it doesn't want to listen. Now it doesn't want to play. Come on, you fuck. Uh, here we go. 
Hello, Danny. Yeah. We're on, bro. We're on, bro. Ooh. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, I think, dude. That's not our LNS, though, is it? It's not. It is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's a like good thing, it's rotating. Defying um, what we call gravity. In defiance! Acting in defiance of gravity. Whoa, what the f- dude? Anyway, yeah, so it's uh, here we are. It's, um, what's the date? You know, uh, 20, April 27, 2020 AD, meaning stream 34. The Pentagon uh, released top, formerly top secret US Navy videos of UFOs, declassified them, and said, yeah, bitch, them's UFOs. That's what they did today. That happens today. That happens today and people are still talking about drinking bleach. People are still talking about drinking bleach. Yo. Yo. Pay attention. Pay attention. Your government is saying that UFOs are real. Now, doesn't what does that mean? It means that the government is saying UFOs are real. That's what it means. You know, what does that mean? Well, that's open for debate. Maybe we should debate it. What up, John Grady? John Grady's in the house. He says aliens will claim to be gods. They're the great deception. Believe in God. Don't trust the aliens. Demons in disguise. Yo. Yo, John Grady knows the waves. Hey, John Grady, did you listen to my 2012 uh, concept album, Zion 2012, The Apocalympics? Because that's what that was about. Did you listen to that? That's what that was about. That was a concept album I made. It was, it's, you might call it Proto Meaning Wave. That first track was the intro of it. Uh, I wasn't as good at mixing then. <laughs> it's like, damn, you couldn't understand what the motherfucker was saying half the time. I had like, I wrote a script and had a guy read it in an amazing voice and everything. You know what I mean? But uh, later on, it makes a bit more sense. But uh, yeah, there was, there is, uh, you know, for many, many moons, people have talked about something called Project Bluebeam. You know, Project Bluebeam. You ever hear about Project Bluebeam? Which is the plan to, uh, well, it's the plan to do a bunch of stuff, most of which has now happened. Most of which has now happened, you know, uh, but the final act of Project Blue Beam is a, is a staged alien invasion, which will bring everyone together and bring about that fabled order of the world of new. Because everyone goes, oh shit, okay, fine. Okay, let's all get together, hallelujah, have that one microchip thing, you know. So, uh, yeah. You know, and they've, they've said many times there would be all these things that would go on, all these various wars and and uh, terrorism. There would be terrorism, and then there would be third world countries flooding borders, and all sorts of things would occur. And then finally, everyone for some reason would be locked in their houses. This is in it. They go, everyone's locked in their houses. 
And then they announce the aliens are coming. And then the aliens come and the aliens say, we are your gods. We are your gods, they say. But they probably say it like this. They probably say, uh, we are your gods. We are your gods. Motherfucker. You get down, get down, ache. Get down, get down. You know, some shit like that. You know? They say, take me to your leader. And someone smart says, you should probably go talk to that Jocko Willick guy over there. You know what I mean? What's he going to say? What's he going to say? He goes, what, you go, Jocko Willick, there's aliens. They want to talk to you. What are you going to say? He says, I'm going to say, good. And you go, all right. You go, all right, Jocko Willink. What is the good in this situation? God damn it, Jocko Willink. There's aliens. There's aliens, Jocko Willink. What are we supposed to do now? Pretty sure he'd work it out. But, you know... This is, we've seen this story before. This was the plot of Spider-Man, whatever the Spider-Man movie that just came out was. That's the plot of the Spider-Man movie, right? Because uh, in the in the Blue Beam thing, probably I'm going ahead of myself. I always think everyone knows everything I know. Um, you know, in the Blue Beam thing, they basically, and this is very, very old. It's decades and decades old, and it's before the technology existed, but it all exists now. So they staged the alien invasion with holograms and projections and, and sound effects and all this type of malarkey, which is basically the uh, the plot of that last Spider-Man movie. And that's what they say they're going to do, you know? And everyone will be indoors and they'll start leaking out this information bit by bit. And then, they hit you. They hit you with the light show. You know, there's been many precursors to it. They always put it in the Olympics for whatever reason. Every time there's an Olympics, they put a, weird, a load of weird alien stuff in it. The last one was 2012, you know? And uh, they had those alien mascots that, like, rode on these weird rainbows. They rode in on rainbows, these weird mascot alien things, you know? And they, in, in the trailer for the Olympics, they went through every, every country, riding around on their rainbow, looking real evil and crazy, you know? In the uh, 1984 Olympics, uh, which was in Los Angeles, you know, fittingly in Hollywood, uh, they finished the closing ceremony with an actual staged alien invasion. A UFO appeared above the crowd and just spanned there, and no one knew what the fuck was going on for about 12 minutes. You can go watch that on YouTube. You know. Shit. What is going on? What is going on? You know, that's, these, these are the important questions. Yeah. Now, now, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful day to be alive here at the peak of recorded human history. And this is the meaning stream. The meaning stream number 43. I was going to do a meaning wave set all about getting after it. I was going to do a super motivational boom, boom, boom. Then I saw that this had happened. And then I saw, what interested me about it is that no one seems that bothered. That's what I found really interesting. Like, there's been increased alien activity recently, or speculation about alien activity. There's been increased alien sightings. There's been lots of formations seen all over the place. There's been, you know those ones, you've probably seen them by now because it's so common, these lights that go zoop, 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 zoop. You know, and they kind of morph from like a sort of a circular shape to a cigar shape and sometimes like a... Uh, a uh, jellyfish shape sometimes, these things. They're in accordance with the descriptions of some things in, uh, in the Bible, you know. It's old shit. Marcus Aurelius talked about this, but he talks about it in that brilliant Marcus Aurelius way. You'll know this because it's on Meditations Volume 1. You know, that I did not occupy myself with investigations of appearances in the heavens because all these things require the help of the gods and fortune. Marcus Aurelius was aware of aliens, but he was like, you know what? This shit falls into category outside of my domain of being able to do fucking anything about it. You know what I mean? So I'm a stoic, I'm a stoic motherfucker, so I'm not going to freak out, and I'm not going to, like, this is not my shit. You know what I mean? I'm going to deal with what I can deal with. I, you know, fortifying my fucking soul. 
You know, so that was Marcus Aurelius on on aliens. Lots of people have their uh, lots of people have their own interpretation. You know what I mean? Lots of people have their own interpretation. But right now, there's been like mad, mad. Lots of uh, this year, just as fucking predicted, just as predicted. We've just swung swung into high weirdness world. Like nihilism is peaking, in, ah, and at the same time, we're swinging into into crazy town. Back into conspiracy theory, back into science fiction, back into acid, back into lunacy, you know? Back into that chaos. Here we go, baby, here we go. You know, Operation High Weirdness is go. You know, we were doing today in High Weirdness reports earlier on on the the stream, you know? We've been about that weirdo life. So it's groovy. Uh, I did a little quick Google search and I I did a little Operation Bluebeam search, search to see who's been searching for Operation Bluebeam. It just fucking spiked like yesterday. More people searching for it like right now than have ever searched for it. So like, as I was saying, the last time it was weird in like 2005 to 2012, that period when people were getting on the internet and they were looking for stuff and this time, everyone's on the internet and everyone's indoors, right? So you can just look at how many people are searching for this information. It's fucking everybody. It's mental. Your auntie probably knows more about Project Bluebeam than you. God damn it. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Anyway, you know, we're going we're gonna to respond in, in the only way we can. I'm going to do a special Meaning Wave uh, set. A special Meaning Wave set just about this stuff, you know? And it's going to be... Uh, you know, I'm going to work it out, but it's going to be a bit about this stuff. I might include a few songs from Zion 2012, The Apocalympics, my 2012 um, uh, concept album, about this whole thing, which you could call Proto Meaning Wave, you know. You could call it Proto Meaning Wave. I might include some of that stuff. I might include some of our people, you know, talking about how to deal with such weirdness, you know, or such, such suggestions of weirdness. And the weirdness itself, I've been telling you, the Times call it forth the speaker, and people are going to be wanting to hear more from Terence McKenna. You know, people definitely want to get, be wanting to hear more from Alien. Uh, sorry, from Terence McKenna. Why did I just say Alien? It just fell out of my head. Wow. You know, and um, yeah. That's what's up, baby. That's what's going on. In case you just joined us and you missed the beginning of it, the Pentagon uh, has announced that aliens are real, basically, today. And released some videos. And said, these are real videos. That's the point of what they did. The point of what they did, because the videos had already been leaked, right? But nowadays, you could go on YouTube and look at some videos of some alien shit and be like, well, that might be After Effects. So what the big news today is the Pentagon says they're real. The Pentagon wants you to believe that aliens are real. Whatever that means, you know. Um, It wants you to believe that we are not alone. Why? Why? What is going on? What is going on? That's the big question, baby. But here's my question for you. Here's my question for you because we're going to do the intergalactic high five. And it's definitely the intergalactic high five today. It's the intergalactic high five. And it will get you from here to Mars, you know. And uh, what I want to know is how does the idea of extraterrestrial life make you feel? You, I go, you, Sorry, that's backwards. First, tell me where you are. Where you are in the world, in the galaxy. And what, how, how does the idea of extraterrestrial life, how does that make you feel? Baby, how does that make you feel? That's what I want to know today. All right, that's the vibes we got to regulate today. That's what I want. To, that's the feeling I want to zone in on and then uh, regulate. You know, regulate those vibes. There's vibes to regulate, and if anyone's going to regulate them, it's going to be us, brothers and sisters. You know, that's our job. That's our job. That's our that's our occupation. You know, that's how we get down. You got to get down to get down. You got to get down to get up. You got to get down to get up. Ooh, that's real. That's real. Uh, shouts out to the internet. How's the internet today? Is, is my mouth out of sync with the 
thinking. If it is, nothing I can do about it. <laughs> we had a good two days with the computer, but today it's a little funky. We just have to deal with it, you know, whatever it's doing. You are imaginable. How's uh, feels about uh, extraterrestrial life? Meh. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. No one cares. Uh, Scion says less lonely. Eric the Moses says it's about time. You know, those are people over on Twitter. Uh, the thought had never crossed my mind, says Trashbag Ghost, but now I have a major existential crisis. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yo, 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 yo. Okay, let's see what people are saying about the vibes. Yo, we got many people already talking about the vibes. Let me rewind my chat so I can see what's up. Uh, Internet Gas says we are the aliens and we already invaded. Gang. Gang. Uh, oh, I can't read it on there. I'll read it over here. That just keeps running away. All the aliens are swimming in the water, says Roberto Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. John Grady says the Old Testament is full of it. God flooded the world because the sons of God came down and raped women, making the demigods of old. whole world was filled with violence. Facts. Facts. Yo. I haven't seen the... People keep asking a bit about The Expanse. I haven't seen it. Is it good? I haven't watched no new TV. I'm, I'm scared that it's all evil. I'm just scared. Scared of TV now. It just freaks me out. Okay, let's see what everyone's saying. Um, God, if I could... If the thing could stop freaking out. Yo! God, no, I can't. I just can't do it. I can't. <laughs> Why doesn't it work? No, the aliens have invaded my computer. Yo. All right. No, it's just not. Oh, there you go. Okay. Joshua Tran. Earth, solar system. Extraterrestrial life makes him feel inquisitive. Internet gas in Australia. Auspicious. Owan says, hey, let's talk to them. That's what an alien would say. Rob Anderson, New Zealand. Feeling that cosmos in cosmopolitan. Nick Twaddle in Burbank, California. UFOs make me feel enlightened. We are not alone. The universe is mysterious. Yeah. Mysterious. Mysterious. I'm not willing to dismiss. Yes. The mysterious. No, I mean. Ooh, that should maybe get this out. Hey, Australia, welcoming. Uh, DS Duenas, Tacoma, says, uh, the notion of extraterrestrial life makes me feel more stoic. More stoic. More stoic. Stoicism Intensifiers. Meme. Hey, Command H is in Coventry. Shouts out to Coventry. Uros says, I'll start a business making asteroids for minerals. Mining asteroids for minerals. Nice. AO, something or the other, says, let's talk to them, 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 let's talk to them. Nice. Yes. Uh, yeah. House Farmer Tacoma WA, somewhere on a far off planet, there's a DJ asking his audience the same question. Probably. Probably is. John Grady says, We've been desensitized through media. It took special effects, Star Trek, etc. to convince us all that space and aliens are real. Yeah. And I've been hearing a lot of this space is fake talk lately. A lot of that lately. A lot of the space is fake talk lately. Interesting times. Uh, yeah, Great Flowers on Earth. Nice one. Says, I feel like I might make a small fortune selling postcards to some new visitors and trade for lasers. Gonna need a good printer. That's a good attitude. Good attitude. Good attitude, brother. We like that. Vibes. 
Biological bootloader in Colorado says, makes me curious. Toast1012 in Chirac says, you'll need to look more into it. Aliens would not be friendly. Not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw Prometheus. Yo, those motherfuckers weren't friendly. They were dickheads. You know, they were unpleasant. They did not care that uh, your homie who used to be in Home and Away and was in uh, Memento had put on like an old guy, rubber, rubber old guy costume and wanted to ask him some big questions. They were just like, what? what? And they just whacked him. They battered him like a fly and he was dead. You know? He was dead. There's an interesting film, Prometheus. Prometheus is uh, all about, you know, the old gods. You know what I mean? The old gods. I tweeted a few weeks ago. I said the old gods are back. No one knew what I was talking about. People really do. But, uh, you know, that was about the old gods. That was about Ridley Scott's idea of the old gods that he got from a few different books, you know. Uh, And there's a bunch of ideas in that which are very old ideas. One of the ideas is that uh, it's this black goo that seeds all life. The black goo. What is the black goo? Is that melanin? What is it? You know, and it seeds all life, you know, and uh, it also destroys all life, too, interestingly. But, you know, they're just like some old bald blue guy just drops some of that thing on Earth and uh, and then fucks off, you know. And then, you know, we occur, da 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 do 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 it's us, shabbat shabbat shabbat, and, you know, we wiggle about a bit and we roll around on the floor and, and finally we manage to go and pop out in space, you know, and go looking for them, and go looking for them, and uh, we find them and they're unimpressed. It's a joyful story, a tale as old as time. The, uh, the errant son tries to find his father, and when he finally finds him, the father looks at him and says, Psh, you have not done enough push-ups. I am unimpressed. And then that's that. And the child's like, what? All this? I went through such a big adventures to try and find you, father. You do not care for me? What? It's a very sad story. You know? It's what we were talking about yesterday, you know? We were talking about fathers yesterday. This is like intergalactic fathers, the intergalactic grandpapa, as Alan uh, Watts talks about that notion. The notion of the intergalactic grandpapa. Stern, asshole father. You know, that guy, the unimpressed one. No fun. But what is this? What is this, though? What is this? We don't know. We might find out. We could play some songs and try and work it out. But first, let's do the intergalactic high five. We're an intergalactic species now, officially, according to the Pentagon. Do, 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 do. Yeah, 2020. Bang on time. It's alien time. Bang on time! How do I, how am I always right about everything? What the heck? God damn. All right. Anyway, so let's do the international high five. Cock back, brothers and sisters. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bring these forces together. You know, let's link these energies. Let's unite the vibes. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Ooh. Yeah. Regulators. Regulators. Shout out to everyone listening in on the replay. Shout out to everyone listening in the future. Being like, oh, cute. That was the day they worked. That's the day that they got told uh, that there was aliens. Oh, and they all just like carried on moitering on about bleach. Just carried on talking nonsense. You know, there was one little area of the internet where they did seem to be regulating the vibes correctly. That was known as the meaning stream number 43. You know, they all say that was a legendary, legendary place. Everyone involved in that meaning stream 43, every soul involved in that small gathering went on to have huge, huge effects on what became the uh, intergalactic civilization. You know, in fact, that was, some may say that was the beginning of that intergalactic civilization. That was the day it really began with those souls all together in that, that digital space. You know, they really got cracking. We love those guys. 
So yeah, nice one. Shouts out to you in the future. I like that. What up, Cosmic Finds? Hey. Cosmic Finds, could, you, could your name be any more appropriate? Cosmic Finds dropping a super chat, not saying anything, just uh, dropping a super chat with a sticker of a lemon high-fiving a small blue creature. Because, yeah, we had a Cosmic Find today, I guess. What? 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's what's up. Command 8 says, uh, best case scenario, they solve their energy crisis. Worst case scenario, those aliens get a bullet for opposing big oil and other businesses. I feel like I just stepped in on the end of the conversation, but look, so much stuff is going on right now. It's impossible to track, and we really need to start. I might start just doing a regular feature of weirdness um, today in high weirdness on uh, the meaning stream because there's so much. Did you know that the Rockefellers are getting out of the oil industry? They're just straight up quit. You know, last year, like uh, hundreds and hundreds of CEOs quit, right? And it's just up until very right now, they're still doing it, you know? Bill Gates quit as a CEO just like, what, a month ago? Just in time. Just in time for his new occupation as king of the world. Self-appointed king of the world, Bill Gates. Remember when that uh, Bill Gates couldn't cure a virus on a PC, so why do we let him uh, involve himself in uh, our bodies joke was novel. Feels like such a long time ago, but it was like two weeks. But anyway, all the CEO has been stepping down. There's a website you can go track them. There's hundreds of them. It's bizarre. CEO stepping down everywhere. And then this week, just yesterday or the day before, the goddamn Rockefellers say, right, we're not doing oil anymore. What the fuck? They've been doing it for like 150 years. Why? And then the Pentagon says, what up, guys? You know those aliens you were talking about for ages? And we said, ha, 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 as if. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Pay attention, baby. Like, you know, it's one of these, uh, what as Marcus said, you know, occupy myself with investigations of appearances in the heavens. Not for me, guy. You ain't gonna freak out. The lesson is, you know, do not freak out. I mean, you can't, you don't. But do pay attention. You pay attention because the world is being reshaped right underneath your feet. A whole new world is being drawn as if by, by, a, by a child with a crayon. Or multiple competing children with the crayons. Currently, it feels like uh, you ever see Captain Underpants. You know, like it's a, it's a show and a book that my, my son likes. And he likes it because it's like these kids drawing their own comics and then it kind of comes real or whatever, right? But it's like, currently, it seems that there's like a few different groups of competing toddlers coming up with a ridiculous comic book and it's like they're taking it in turns to, to draw a draw a panel with a with a crayon you know one of them's just invented captain doggy mcface mcpenis hands or something you know and the other one's like right now he's gonna do battle with the giant poop eating police monster dragon thing with 17 elbows 
you know, and that's happening on planet Zod, which actually is the planet where everyone's from and so on and so forth. The world is currently being reimagined. And as I always say, you want to be, you want to pay attention. You want to be involved because like you get to imagine this new world. You don't just have to leave it to, uh, to the toddlers with the crayons who've been flinging shit at each other seemingly for thousands of years, you know, and creating the world in that fashion. You get, you get, you get to create the world, baby. You get to engage. You get to participate in the dance of creation. That's what Meaning Wave is all about, you know? It's about helping us get the tools to participate in the dance, the ongoing continuous dance and song of creation. Yeah, yeah. Smash that like, we're about to go in. I'm just gonna do it, man. We're gonna do an epic meaning wave set. That's what you deserve right now. I could sit here and pontificate and, you know. But I think it's one of those occasions where we should let the music do the talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Look right now. Look right now. Yeah, 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 this is going to be a sweaty one, darling. Crafty Crafts says, Akira, are you a fan of Nujabes, Nujabes, Nujabes? Whose name you do not know how to pronounce Akira the Don. Could you really be a fan if you can't pronounce his name properly? Well, I do like a lot of his music. And I have a lot of his music. And I don't play it that much because it get, really gets you yeeted on YouTube for whatever reason. YouTube doesn't like it. But I was thinking of doing an all Nujabes, 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 set quite soon. You know? Uh, so maybe we will. Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby. Dana1804 says, I don't think people ever talk about aliens when they talk about aliens. They're always talking about humans. It's difficult for us, man. You know, we see humans everywhere. One way you can tell, tell that this is really the case is, like, if you ever draw a circle, you, you show it to someone and say, what do you see? And uh, most, well, try it. See what people see. And you get about a 50-50, like, split between uh, the sun and a face. You just put two dots on it and everyone says it's a face. A circle and two dots, that means a human face to, f to everybody. Like if you do a, a, a line with like two little lines poking out of it, you just need three people see a human. We see, a, we, we see ourselves everywhere. I always say this, the world is a mirror. You know what I mean? And we see ourselves everywhere and in everything. And then on a, on a micro level, we see ourselves in everything. You know, so when you're look, looking at the world and and you, you, you have bitterness and hatred inside you. That's all you're seeing around you, you know? But when you've got light and joy inside you, you see that wherever you are. You know, it's like your boy Gary Vee said about logging into Twitter. If you're looking into Twitter to find a fight, you know, to find some unpleasantness, to find an example of how the humanity is bullshit, that's what you will see. You will find it. But if you're logging into Twitter to find inspiration and joy and hope and positivity, that's what you see. It's a mirror. It's all a mirror, you know? 
Aliens is a mirror. Effortless effort, the individual changes his policy. And a good example of this method of changing is in the selection of an adequate vocal coach if you intend to take singing lessons. In the, uh, shall we say, robusto style, the principal problem was to open your mouth and bellow. And nearly all, or many, of the older singers were quite content and happy if they could rattle the chandeliers in the back of the opera house. Then it was gradually discovered that this was the best way to ruin a voice that there was. These voices were damaged, and damaged terribly. singer has to get rid of is his own throat if he could lose it he would sing better <coughs> his mind off of the noise he is making relax and allow the breath to move as it will and if he controls the yeah, breath yeah. with a minimum of mental yeah. energy he will produce a pure tone gets behind it and shoves with everything he has, he will develop only a badly pressured, badly trained voice. Today we know that the best way to learn to vocalize is to reduce effort. Today we know that the best way to learn to vocalize is to reduce yeah. Same thing in life. Same thing in life. Woo! Same, Same thing, thing in life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The purpose of life, the economy of life, is to use a minimum amount of energy to attain maximum results. Minimum amount of energy. Yeah, yeah. Maximum results. Minimum, 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 minimum amount of energy. energy. Camera two, I like your camera two, you're a good one. How you feeling, baby? Akira the Don Manly P Hole makes some noise. Akira the Don Manly P Hole Reduce Effort. Out now on all platforms. 
Coming this Friday on all platforms, Lo-Fi Beats Immortal, a 33-track Lo-Fi instrumental album from your friendly neighborhood, Don. Uh, that's going to be very beautiful. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And then next week... <sighs> Ooh, next week. What a week. What a week it will be. Shouts out to everybody lucked in. Uh, how's the uh, stream quality? How's it doing out there today? Uh, we have good news. We have good news. We have good news. I've uh, I've mortgaged a kidney. I've mortgaged a kidney, and uh, a PC is being built. I'll be paying for it in kidneys for the rest of my my days. But uh, a PC, a special beast of a machine, is being built for these streams, and uh, that will be with us in mid-May. Things take time now. Things take time. I've been telling you, uh, you know, these might be the last uh, computers that you ha- we have. They might not be able to make anymore next year. It might be that, like, the parts are very, very difficult to get hold of because of, uh, you know, weird shit going on in the world, you know. I mean, aside from this new edition of the Alien thing, it was already looking pretty crazy and dicey. They were already redrawing the Earth. They were already re-sketching the, the, uh, the Etch-A-Sketch, you know. They were chucking about the, the magnetic files or whatever you call that shit in the Etch-A-Sketch, you know what I mean? So it was already going to be difficult. It was not going to be like it was last year. You know, and it might be that this computer is the last computer for like four years, five years. And then and then we get the quantum ones and then it's crazy. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We don't know. We don't know, you know. Um, anyway, uh, we'll discuss this a little more later. But how's about we play a very special uh, ultra cosmic, ultra alien uh, meaning way of life set? How about that? What do you think? Hey, hey, hey. Crafty Craft wants some all the ducks bump. Hey, maybe at the end. You know he likes to do this sort of thing at the end. You know, maybe if you're good. Maybe if you're good, you get some duck action. Some alien duck action. You know, maybe maybe it's uh, alien ducks that are the aliens after all, and it's, you know, with the interloping things. All right, cool. Let's do it. What we got going on here? What what records fit this uh, fit this vibe? Oh, I know what the uh, what the first one is. The first record that really fits this vibe. You ready, brothers and sisters? Yeah. I think life is tremendously tenacious and has an immense capacity to organize itself to meet any crisis provided it knows it's coming. There are scars on this planet, enormous scars. There's a scar a billion and a half years old on the Canadian shield that is twice the size of the lunar crater Copernicus. Now, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? Now, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? This thing that came down 50,000 years ago out near Flagstaff, Arizona, that was a tiny object. It was something like 30 meters across. 
It was moving nine times the speed of a rifle bullet. It was six miles into the earth in the first second of impact. Everything within 800 miles died instantly. And this was a nothing burger, this thing. Uh, uh, an object 500 meters across the planet would ring like a gong for 10,000 years. The thing which killed the dinosaurs, they now believe they have the impact point. At the time of the impact, the entire area was a shallow ocean. But what I find eerie about the location of this impact point is 65 million years afterwards on this exact spot, a civilization will arise obsessed with the end of time. A civilization will arise obsessed with the end of time and determined to give a date to it. It's within 110 miles of Chichen Itzu. It's near Zebel Chaltun. It's right in the heart of classic Maya country. What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? What 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 is going on? Yeah. What, what is, is going, going on? What what what, what, what is, is going, going on? on? What, what is, is going on? on? One of the reasons I've preached DMT so furiously is I just want a larger body of people to take it so that we can compare data. We need to understand. How is this possible? It raises a whole host of questions. How has it been kept secret? How can millions of people go to the grave, raise children, hold jobs, the news of a doorway standing that agape hasn't penetrated? I mean, most people believe they're imprisoned in this world. The only hope is maybe 15 years at the ashram and hideous acts of self-abnegation and control. And actually, the boundary between us and an unspeakably bizarre world, it's 30 seconds away at any time, as long as you have DMT. That's appalling to me. I mean, it means we don't know. Or anything. 
and they use the language to make objects. that the world is made of language because whatever the crop circles are what they are is glyphs of some sort I mean they are designed to be seen it would be absurd to maintain that someone was trying not to be seen so these crop circles are to be looked at and then radiating out from the act of looking at them reality ripples reality ripples Reality ripples like air above a desert highway. No one seems to think it's weird that all of these Earth Mysteries people in England, this tremendous mystery just happens to be within a three-hour drive of their front door. I mean, why isn't it happening in the steppes of Central Asia? Obviously, it seems to me, it is to be seen by the very people who would then offer an explanation of it. Well, now Jacques Vallée is the person who pioneered in the study of flying saucers. He said the way to understand flying saucers is don't ask who's inside or where do they come from. Ask what effect are they having? If you assume they are succeeding in what they want to do, then watch what they do and you will see what their purpose is. what their purpose is. We don't understand the world. Like, I do think the world is, is more like a musical masterpiece than it is like anything else. And things are oddly connected. Now, you know, I know that sounds new agey and it sounds metaphysical. I'm saying bluntly this, this is speculative, right? I'm feeling out beyond the limits of my knowledge. I'm not willing to dismiss yeah, yeah. the mysterious.
you can say what the divine, the ultimate reality is not. If you speak on the mythological level, you may speak of what the divine is like. Because myth is not a falsehood, as one uses the word in a sophisticated way. A myth is an image, a concrete image, in terms of which man makes sense of the world. symmetry, elegance, and grace. Those qualities you find always in that which the true artist captures. That which the true artist captures. You can find it in the turning of the seasons. That which the true artist captures. In the way sand traits along a ridge. In the branch clusters of the creosote bush or the pattern of its leaves. We try to copy these patterns in our lives, in our society, seeking the rhythms, the dances, the forms that comfort. There is in all things a pattern that is part of our universe. It has symmetry, elegance, and grace. Those qualities you find always in that which the true artist captures. That which the true artist captures. You can find it in the turning of the seasons. 
civilization and out there among the stars I think that's very exciting that is a thing we want whereas if if you knew we would not be a space faring civilization but forever confined to earth this would not be a future that would be very sad no I just think like there, if there are two futures and one future is we're out there among the stars and the things we read about and see in science fiction movies the good ones are true we have these starships and we're we're going to see what other planets are like and we're a multi-planet species and the scope and scale of consciousness has expanded across many civilizations and many planets and many star systems this is a great future this is a wonderful thing to me and that's what we should strive for there among the stars that's what we should strive for out there among the stars this is very exciting out there among the stars that's what we should strive for this makes me look forward to the future It makes me want that future Life has to be more than about solving problems. If all that life is about is solving problems, why bother getting up in the morning? There have to be things that make you proud to be a member of humanity. If only a handful of people went to the moon. And yet, we all went to the moon. Them. Vicariously. 
think anyone would say that that was a bad idea. That was great. We need more of those things. Out there among the stars, that's what we should strive for. Out there among the stars, this is very exciting. Out there among the stars, that's what we should strive for. This makes me look forward to the future. Makes me want that future.
I like to have that psychological win over the enemy.
on whether or not you get your act together and to what degree you decide that you're going to live out your own genuine being. It isn't only your fate. It's the fate of everyone that you're networked with. There's seven billion people in the world, and who are you? You're just one little dust mote among that seven billion, and so it really doesn't matter what you do or don't do, but that's simply not the case. It's the wrong model, because you're at the center of a network. You're a node in 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 a network. You'll know a thousand people at least over the course of your life. And they'll know a thousand people. And that puts you one person from a million and two persons away from a billion. And so that's how you're connected. And the things you do, they're like dropping a stone in a pond. The ripples move outward and they affect things in ways that you can't fully comprehend. And it means that the things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. The terror of realizing that is that it actually starts to matter what you do. And you might say, well, that's better than living a meaningless existence. It's better for it to matter. But I mean, if you really ask yourself, would you be so sure? The things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. More important than you think. You had the choice. I can live with no responsibility whatsoever. The price I pay is that nothing matters. Or I can reverse it and everything matters. But I have to take the responsibility that's associated with that. It's not so obvious to me that people would take the meaningful path. You know, when you say, well, nihilists suffer dreadfully because there's no meaning in their life and they still suffer. Yeah, but the advantage is they have no responsibility. So that's the payoff, and I actually think that's the motivation. Mission, 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 mission. 
is mostly in service to the limbic system. People may think that that the thinking part of themselves is in charge, but it's mostly their limbic system that's in charge. And the cortex is trying to make the limbic system happy. That's what most of that computing power is. Aren't it more? How can I make the limbic system happy? That's what I was trying to do. Now, if we do have a third layer, which is the AI extension of yourself, that is also symbiotic. And there's enough bandwidth between the cortex and the AI extension of yourself such that the AI doesn't de facto separate. Then that could be a good outcome. That could be quite a positive outcome for the future. To really appreciate the difference. You know, it's kind of like how much smarter are you with a phone, a computer, than without? You're vastly smarter, actually. To answer any question pretty much instantly, any calculation, your phone's memory is essentially perfect, and remember flawlessly. Zarathustra. When you are a child, when you are young, 
This is killing a dragon. This is killing a dragon. And in doing that, you save the world.
is called Stand Up Straight with Your Shoulders Back. And it's an injunction to be combative, not least to further your career, let's say, but also to adopt a stance of ready engagement with the world and to reflect that in your posture. I kind of have an affinity for lobsters. When a lobster loses a fight, it kind of crunches down, so he looks smaller. When he wins a fight, he stretches out, looks bigger. And so he's signaling to other lobsters the tally of his victory. So you think, well, so what? The lobster runs on serotonin, neurochemical. And if the lobster loses, the serotonin levels go down. And if he wins, the serotonin levels go up. And when the serotonin levels go up, he stretches out. And he's a confident lobster. And one of the consequences of that is if a lobster loses a battle and you give him the equivalent of antidepressant, then he stretches out and he'll go fight again. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, 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 stand up straight with your shoulders back. Antidepressants work on lobsters. And you think, well, who cares? It's like, no, no, no. You don't get it. We diverged from lobsters from an evolutionary perspective 350 million years ago, and it's the same circuit. It's absolutely unbelievable. And that shows you how deep inside you, how basic, how primordial that circuit is in you. It's sizing other people up and looking at where they fit in the hierarchy. The idea of the hierarchy is at least 350 million years old. And so I read that and I think, well, so much for the idea that human hierarchies are a sociocultural construct. It's like, no, that's wrong. It's not just a little bit wrong, it's unbelievably wrong. It's mind-bogglingly wrong. Lobsters have hierarchies. That's a third of a billion years ago. Okay, that's not a social construction. It's being itself. And if you only see a hierarchy as power and tyranny, then you're looking at the world wrong. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight, with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight, with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, 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 with your shoulders
stories are very sincere. I had to make sales. I put them down as I'd like them to live on those pages. My stories are very sincere. I had to make sales. And I had to come up with characters that were no longer stereotypes. In other words, I couldn't depend on gangsters. I had to get something new. For some reason, I I went to the Bible. I came up with Galactus. I put them down as I'd like them to live on those pages. My stories are very sincere. I came up with Galactus. I put them down as I'd like them to live on those pages. My stories are very sincere. I came up with Galactus. And there I was in, in front of this tremendous figure who I knew very well because I've always felt him and I, I certainly couldn't treat him in the same way that I would any ordinary mortal. And I remember in my first story, I had to back away from him to resolve that story. And of course, the Silver Surfer is the fallen angel. And when Galactus relegated him to Earth, he stayed on Earth. And that was the beginning of his adventure. And they were figures that had never before been used in comics. They were above mythic figures. And of course, they were the first gods. And I began thinking along those lines. The new gods evolved from those lines. And I began to ask myself, everybody else had their gods, what are ours? What is the shape of our society in the form of myth and legend? Who are our gods? Who are our evil gods? And who are our good ones? And I tried to resolve them in the new gods. And I came up with some very, very interesting characters. And very good sales. Which satisfied me immensely. I put them down as I'd like them to live on those pages. My stories are very sincere. I had to make sales. I put them down as I'd like them to live on those pages. My stories are very sincere.
created the entire Marvel Universe, the creator of the DC Universe, the guy who single-handedly conduited the cosmos into our modern mythology, that guy. And now on the stage, live from 2,000 years past, immortal. Happy birthday, Marcus Aurelius. Good mother and father, a good sister, good teachers, good servants, relatives, friends, nearly everything good. And now I never lost control of myself with any of them. Although I had it in me to do that, and I might have easily. But thanks to the gods, I was never put in that position. So I escaped that test. I was never put in that position. And so I escaped that test. And that I wasn't longer raised by my granddad's girlfriend I didn't lose my virginity too early And didn't enter out of it until it was time Hell, I put it off But I had someone as a ruler and father Who could keep me from arrogance 
To live in a palace without bodyguards Without fancy dresses or touches or statues or such like show That you can live much like a regular person A remiss in action or careless a ruler When carrying out official obligations That I had the kind of brother I did One whose character challenged me to improve my own One whose love and affection enriched my whole life That my children were born Stupid or physically deformed But I wasn't more talented in rhetoric or poetry They couldn't consume me if I had some progress I'd never have given them up That I can burn on the people who brought me up The honors that they seemed to want early on Instead of putting them off since they were still young With the hope that I'd do it later That I knew Apollonius and Rusticus and Maximus that I was shown clearly and often what it would be like to live as nature requires Thanks to the gods, they did all they could Through their gifts, the help of inspiration To ensure that I could live as nature demands Thanks to the gods they did all they could Through the gifts that helped their inspiration To ensure that I could live As nature demands And if I fail, it's no one's fault but mine Why? Cause I didn't pay attention to what they told me To what they taught me practically step by step That my body has held out for so long through such a life That I never laid a finger on Benedicta or Theodosius Even later I was overcome by passion I recovered even though I often quarreled with Rusticus I never did nothing that I regretted later no, my mother died young She spent her last years with me And if I ever wished to help someone in need I was never told that I'd know the means That I was never put in that position myself Of having to take something from somebody else That a happy wife I do Obedient, loving, humble That my children have competent teachers And for the remedy show me in dreams But I was coughing blood when my head was spinning Inclination to philosophy I'd ever fall into the hands of any sophist That I didn't waste my time on rises of history Or on the resolution of syllogisms Or occupy myself about the investigation of appearances in the heavens All these things require the help of the gods and fortune Thanks to the gods They did all they could Through their gifts the help Inspiration to ensure that I could live as nature demands. Thanks to the gods, they did all they could through the gifts of inspiration to ensure that I could live. Thanks to the gods Thanks to the gods
Yeah, yeah. Thanks to the gods, did all they could. With their gifts, their help, their inspiration to ensure that I could live. As nature demands. Oh! Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, when people think of the word mind control, they think of controlling other people's minds. And when I think about mind control, I think about controlling your own mind. Because while I am obviously a physical person and I embrace physicality, Yeah, you are. 
You're gonna have to. I suppose when you've been working on projects so long, you know, you dream about this day coming. talking about something that's been planned for hundreds of years and there's a lot of proof that I've dug up that can show that. There was a video released by the Olympic Committee and this, uh, this was a stadium design video. And it's this crazy CGI, I don't know what you want to call it, action film on how they're going to build the Olympic 2012 stadium. And um, given what Ian had spoke about with aliens and Independence Day style spaceships and stuff, this has got it all. Basically, uh, within 40 seconds of this video, there's four chimneys that stand like an 11-11, but then it moves into the most significant symbology you could ever see with, like, you know, an Independence Day style mothership for a roof, little UFOs flying all around the London Eye. Little UFOs flying all around the London Eye. Little UFOs flying all around the London Eye. And then it ends up robotic streetwalkers in the middle of London stomping around the place, all like towards the Olympic Stadium. 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 All like towards the Olympic There's definitely symbology in there. EastEnders, the English soap opera. No, I have not, no. Yeah, right. I'd say 90% of the population probably watch it, unfortunately. Those typical soap operas, and uh, if you watch the intro sequence to that, behind the EastEnders logo is the Olympic 2012 site. So basically this thing that's making everyone forget about what's going on around them, that's you know, stopping people from thinking, it's symbolically showing this area on the TV screen every night of the week. <laughs> Sion. You've got the word television. Television. 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 If you uh, decide to compartmentalise this logo into four different sections, it spells the word Zion. Zion, Zion. 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 Zion.
something last bit of wasteland left of Aiken in London. We've got a number of roads that circle the site. First road, the East Cross Route, which is a reference to the Eastern Cross. The next road, Carpenter Road. Carpenter, who is a carpenter? We've got a road called the Great Eastern Road, it's like the Great Eastern Star. The next road along is Angel Lane. The next road along, Temple Mills Lane. The water mills belong to the Knights Templar. Actually, in all of this, Church Road, it's a biblical road next around in the whole site. There's not one road named it's not biblical. Yeah. 
terrible thing to admit and it's a terrible thing to consider, but there's real promise in it, right? Because it means that perhaps there's another way that you could look at the world and another way that you could act in the world. So what it would reflect back to you would be much better than what it reflects back to you now. Imagine that many people did that. We've done a lot as human beings. We've done a lot of remarkable things. And I told you already today, for example, about 250,000 people will be lifted out of abject poverty. We're lifting people out of poverty collectively at a faster rate that's ever occurred in the history of humankind by a huge margin. So there's inequality developing in many places, and you hear lots of political agitation about that. But overall, the tide is lifting everyone up, and that's a great thing. We have no idea how fast it's going. This, I submit, is the freedom of real education, of learning how to be well-adjusted. You get to consciously decide what has meaning and what doesn't. What has meaning and what doesn't. What has meaning? 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 And what does it? 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 I first asked the kid, who are you? At the core of your soul. And if he can't answer that question, our conversation's over. I can't say shit to him. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Honestly, I'm blessed enough to have survived the life I lived and to come out the other side with a bunch of knowledge. So hopefully I can help people that believe that they're much less than what they truly are help them find greatness in themselves. And greatness isn't running 200 miles at a time or doing 4,000 pulls or being a seal. Greatness is whatever the hell you dreamed of in your own mind. You gotta first see it. You gotta first create this vision in your mind. And then that's when I come into play. Once you create this vision in your mind, it's how am I gonna get there now? And that's when I come into play. But first, you got to create your own vision. And it's not external. The vision created is inside of you. So until you create that, I'm nobody to you. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Who are you? If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, This is not a very 
scientific part of the rap because it's very hard to convince people that there are non-human intelligences this side of Gnepal Ganimbi. And when you tell them that these non-human intelligences are accessed through the diminutive mushrooms growing on their front lawn, they just write you off as a squirrel. But this question of the non-human intelligences is very, very much on the agenda. All shamans in all times and places have claimed this. The thing that so pleases me about DMT is, you know, a lot of people will not take a psychedelic like LSD or psilocybin or something because it lasts hours and hours. Inevitably, a thing lasting that long you're going to end up dealing with your stuff, your anxiety, your fear, your this and that. And a lot of people don't care for that sort of thing. With DMT, it lasts four minutes. And so how lost in an examination of childhood trauma can you get in four minutes, especially when you have hundreds of elves tugging at your coat sleeves? It's really an incredibly powerful tool. We have the UFO people claiming there are non-human intelligences, but they have no reliable method of contact that works for a skeptic. The great thing about DMT is it doesn't require belief. The truth requires no belief. solving our problem is a mass migration into the past. We could literally dump this whole scene and go a hundred million years into the past of the planet that's set up there, that's set up there in a confined zone. If we're only 10,000 years deep, it would never show in any fossil record. If we held ourselves to a 10,000-year-wide window, that's such a brief period of time and so long ago that we would basically just appear to have disappeared. I think this is a haunted planet, and we are a haunted species. I think this is a haunted planet, and we are a haunted species. Every solid body in the solar system is heavily cratered. I think this is a haunted planet, and we are a haunted species. Following that, I started getting um, these weird occurrences with the number 1111. This, this number, this 11, this 1111, is, um, it appears, it seems to work itself into a lot of things. Um, I mean, predominantly the first thing is the universe itself. And obviously on the 11th of August, 1999, 1111 11 a.m., there was a total solar eclipse. There was a through Europe. If you move that further on, on the end date, December 21st, 
2012, the end date of the, the main calendar. The winter solstice, which is when the calendar ends, is at 11, 11 a.m. So we've got this, we've got this effect where the universe is ringing these numbers at us, you know, in accordance to consciousness. Of, you know, the procession of the equinoxes and the 26,000-year cycle of the Earth wobbling through the 12 signs of the zodiac, which said to be moving into the new age of Aquarius. And Aquarius is the 11th astrological sign. And then you look into the sun, for instance, and the sunspot cycles of 11 years, and that you can just keep finding these 11s out of things. And you could argue that are you looking at disasters and uh, tension would be on the up and rise constantly and this period of no time is 1992 to 2012 and it's a 9-11 in september 11 2001 was nine years from the start of no time 11 years till the end of no time mm-hmm. so you know synchronistically it was placed shuttle that got to the moon was Apollo 11. 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month would celebrate Remembrance Day. The year that the word crown first established was in the year 1111. You can't just say that these are coincidences, all of these things that are connected up. At first I thought there were coincidences, but then you think, you know, yeah. what is this thing called channel?
this program, Rick Clay is dead. Exactly. It's so, a very good I mean, point. That, that for me is the proof that everything is a mind before matter universe. You know, you can create life with thought. God. 
The fingers reach for the bottle, the pill, the powder. We are born into this sorrowful deadliness. There will be open and unpunished murder in the streets. It will be guns and roving mobs. Land will be useless. Food will become a diminishing return. Nuclear power will be taken over by the many. Explosions will continually shake the earth. Radiated men will eat the flesh of radiated men. The rotting bodies of men and animals will stink in the dark wind. There will be the most beautiful silence never heard. Born out of that, the sun hidden there, awaiting the next chapter. That was Charles Bukowski. Makes a noise, Charles Bukowski, bringing back. My guy Terrence. Now people can say all kinds of things. They can say, well, this is just the autonomous substructures of the psyche manifesting themselves. That sounds to me like a lawyer's explanation. It's hard to smoke DMT, especially if you're not a smoker. It's harsh. Some people don't get enough. I would say of the people who smoke as much as I think you should smoke, 75% probably report something like this. It's hard for people to report. I've had years and years of practice. What I've just told you about this is an incredibly crumpled, compressed, edited version. Because what is really happening in there is unspeakably bizarre. really want to be me. Not yet people would like it that much. It's very hard to turn it off. It might sound great. Turned on. But what if it doesn't turn off? All the time. Hold it stop. All the time. Hold it stop. All the time. All, all the time. It can stop. It's like a never-ending explosion. 
Well, the argument for the simulation, I think, is quite strong. Because if you assume any improvements at all over time, any improvement, like 0.1%, just extend the time frame, make it a thousand years, a million years, the universe is 13.8 billion years old. Civilization, if you're very generous, civilization is maybe seven or eight thousand years old. If you count it from the first writing, there's nothing. There's nothing. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then games will be indistinguishable from reality. Or civilization will end. One of those two things will occur. Like, like things are too dark because I think like you, you kind of have to be optimistic about the future. There's no point in being pessimistic. It's just too negative. Doesn't help. You know. I think you want to be. My right theory is like you'd rather be optimistic. Sam Harris said to me, you talk about combat as your fondest memory, the best thing that's happened in your life, the high point of your life, which is all true. And he said, but then you talk about war being awful. So which one is it? I said to him, I said, have you ever known anyone that has had cancer? made it through. Have you ever known anyone that that's happened? And he's like, yes. And I said, when you talk to them many times, they say, I'm glad that this happened to me. Number one, because it proved I could take it. Number two, it's better me than one of my kids. And number three,
history is just a 25,000 year dash from the trees to the starship. History is just a 25,000 year dash from the trees to the starship. And while it's going on, it's wild and woolly. But it only lasts like that. And then you're in the starship. 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 Because we are like bacteria or something in the shortness of our lifespan. To us, 25,000 years, you can get lost in the middle of that and you can't see either end. But from the point of view of a species, it's just instantaneous. History is just a 25,000 year dash from the trees to the starship. History is just a 25,000 year dash from the trees to the starship. You see, for me, superheroes will always spark the imagination of people around the world. of their background because I think that people are always looking for something that represents the ideal person or the ideal situation you know almost all of us have loved fairy tales when we were young just remember stories of giants
And now, let the games commence. Yeah. Wow, down, baby. Whoops. What the hell? Green Street 43, the aliens landed. They landed. They landed in my ears. That was fucking crazy. Yo, you just, that was, uh, that was epic. That was crazy. I was like, oh, I'll just DJ for like 40 minutes. Two and a half hours later, two hours, 40 minutes. Damn, son. Yo, shout out to everyone who looked in. Shout out to everyone who looked in. That was, um, yeah, that was a set of songs that I felt appropriate on this auspicious day in which the Pentagon decided to say that uh, UFOs are real. Which uh, no one seems to really be taking as seriously as maybe they would have once. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, those, those were songs associated with that feeling. And I played some stuff that I've not played ever. I played some stuff I haven't played since I released it in 2012, um, back in the day when I was shit at EQing. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting because that stuff, you know, you, you heard some shit there. You're like, what is this? What is this weirdness? It's like, it's a, it's talking on music. I can't fully understand all the talking because it's so poorly EQed, but it's making me feel strange. And that was basically like some proto meaning wave. That was my early experimentation that led to this. So it's crazy. That's some of the weird stuff I had to do to get to this point. But there were some bits of it that were really cool. I was like, damn, that bit was cool. And then there were some bits of it that were like, whoa. And then there were some bits like, what, couldn't you tell when you were making this Akira the Dawn that the, the vocal isn't very legible? But, you know, I was learning, baby. I was learning. Then was the early days. Then there was the early days. Well, that's right, LZ. That was the Alien Workshop. The Alien Workshop. And, um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Also, I forgot. During that 11.11 song, uh, the, the young northern British lad you heard talking, he was a young lad called Rick Clay. And he's like a kind of cautionary tale. Because he got really deep into conspiracy stuff. He got really deep into that, you know, researching all that, like the depths of the of all those various things and that whole Project Blue Beam staged alien invasion, New World Order type thing. And he got very, very deep into it and he went traveling all across the world. And he did a couple of interviews. And between interview one... And the broadcast of Interview 2, uh, he died very mysteriously. So he never got to see if his theory was real. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's very strange and very sad. Very sad. And uh, that was some weird shit I was doing back then. You can hear that shit. I was like, I'd be like dropping like 100 samples in one song type thing. I didn't give a shit. I didn't care what I was saying. Like, you know, I didn't care for copyright law or any of that. I'd just be straight up drop in like 500 samples in three seconds type thing that 11 11 one what did that had the only ones in it uh it had bright eyes i think uh it had uh, rufus wainwright in there i think it had gene it had a whole bunch of shit and it's really weird you know the way i talk about music being a time travel device i haven't played that since i made it and it fucking took me right back to making it and i'd forgotten what that room looked like i remembered everything about it i could see it was raining it was raining when I made that song. The rain was like just pattering on the window. I could look, I could see the street outside. It was freaking me out. It was freaking me out. But those were the vibes. So I just went back and got the vibes of, uh, and there's a bit of those vibes are coming back again, you know? The pendulum is swinging back to crazy town. So, uh, you know, stay vigilant, uh, stay joyful, stay safe, all that, you know. Most importantly, you just got to have your mind right, you know what I mean? Because young Rick Clay there is an example of someone, uh, 
whose mind was not fortified enough for him to deal with all the information he was processing. You know, and uh, that's going on now, man. There's a lot of people processing a lot of information. And uh, some of them are not mentally fortified enough, you know. So it's like we've got time now, we've got opportunity, and we've got, you know, the wisdom that we need in order to be properly fortified in the mental dojo for all the crazy shit that's going to be dropping over the next decade, you know. It's going to be a crazy seven years. The next seven years are going to be fucking insane. They're going to be unlike anything we've seen before. It's going to be like my grandmother's life condensed into into seven years. It's going to be like my grandmother's entire life, like all the crazy shit that happened during her 95, 96 years on Earth. It's going to be that condensed into seven years. That's what's going on right now, as far as I can tell. As far as I can tell, you know, more, more was condes- condensed into just the last month then normally is then in you know years in terms of uh consciousness development in terms of societal change in terms of realization of the nature of things stuff like oh like you know what i mean we'll look back on this at some point and we'll go holy shit that little period right fucking there god damn god damn what those people went through what they did what they were forced to do you know Greasy Shapiro, shout out to Greasy Shapiro, the best, the best name and the best Avi I've I've witnessed in a while. And Greasy Shapiro says, understatement of the fucking century, 2020 has been insane, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting. During this epic workout, John Grady, thank you. Thank you, Cosmic Fines. And thank you, Robert Anderson. Thank you, House Palmer. As always, thank you, Wordman Gaming. Thank you, Paolo Cleofas. And thank you, LZ. And thank you all. Space Monkey is correct. It's early days yet. We've still got a lot of 2020 left to go. We've got a lot of 2020 left to go. It's not even May yet, you know? It may soon be May. If we get to May, that'll be dope. i got a birthday in May. I'd like to see it. You know, I'd like to see that guy, you know? 40 years on this earth, I will be celebrating, like, you know, four decades of righteousness. Four decades of, of, uh, of, wave, of vibe regulation across many different nations you know what i mean and uh so i want to see that you know i want to see that i want to see the quantum i want a quantum computer i want to see a quantum live stream you know what i mean uh you know i want an anti-gravity hoverboard shit we got a lot of stuff you know we got a lot of stuff that i dreamed of when i was a little kid a lot of things that i dreamed of when i was a little kid as far as like technology and art and shit like that the stuff i can do like sonically now with music compared to uh, just well say compared to uh when i made that zion apocalympics record apocalympics record a few plays and tracks of tonight like the technological developments in music creation are absurd and i know we've just scratched the surface of the potential too i know that you know but we don't have anti-gravity hoverboards and that fucks me right off god damn it 
that annoys me. I've sworn a bit today, haven't I? Hercules said, uh, Dad, you swore yesterday on the stream. I think I let my uh, anti-swearing uh, regulating device slip. You know, so I should, I'll, I apologize if anyone's listening to this in the car with their kids. You know, I'm sorry, Mama and Dada. And uh, I'm sorry, Kidlers. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I just got a bit emotional. It's been an emotional uh, time. You know, it's been an emotional time, an emotional situation. Uh, things are unfolding at breakneck speed. What, what, what will happen tomorrow? What's going to be tomorrow's great revelation? You know? So, so someone... When I tweeted that Pentagon alien thing, someone hit me back and said, oh my God, I was literally just saying to my wife, uh, like the only thing that could happen to top this craziness now is they announced that there's aliens. And uh, they kind of literally did that. They literally did that. And, you know, we'll find out why soon enough. We'll find out what they're up to, what's going on. Just, you know, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful time. You know, it's, it's, it's an epic time to be alive. Shit, so, you know... Enjoy it. Enjoy what there is to enjoy. <laughs> of it. Goddamn. Vim Fuego very, very stoically and correctly says, I would be satisfied if there's a tomorrow. Yeah, and me too. Me too. I'll be satisfied if there's a tomorrow. And when there, you know, I think there will be. I couldn't I couldn't bet on it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I think there will be, and I think it's possibly going to be the greatest day to be alive in the history of uh, recorded humankind. That's my bet. That's the thing I could bet on. I will place a bet that if there is a tomorrow, it will be the greatest day to be alive in the history of recorded human stuff. That's my bet. Hey, yo. What up, Vinfuego? Unidentified funding object. God bless you. Uh, your, your funding will go towards uh, the, the new streaming machine, which is being built. You know, uh, it will go towards that. So we will have smoother streaming experiences. Thank you, Sheila D, for that Canadian uh, super chat situation. It says, I've listened to all 43 streams. They help so much. Thank you for everything. And I'm sending so much love to you and your family, Akira the Don. Yeah. You with some buttons for you. Yo! Yeah, what up, Sheila? God bless you. Oh, 43 streams. Oh, 44 free streams. I would say like a, an average of two and a half hours. That's over 100 hours of vibe regulation right there. That's over 100 hours of vibe regulation. How many hours do they say you have to do to become a master at something? You know, is it 10,000? It's probably quite a lot, right? So we've got, we've got a few streams to go before we can claim any kind of mastery of the form. But I do like the way it's evolving, brothers and sisters. I, I'm enjoying how it's evolving. You know? <laughs> what up, DS Duanis? He says, eat my shorts, aliens. Or maybe he said, eat my shorts, aliens. Or maybe he said, eat my shorts, aliens. Eat my shorts, aliens. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's good advice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the question was, how does the idea of extraterrestrial life make you feel? Um, Brizzy Namaha, whose name I butchered, but who who I love, who I love, 
said obvious lol in hinduism they're called rishis munis and uh gandhavas we had and have regular back and forth travel and contact with them they are beings from higher frequency time zones higher locus see he ain't, he ain't phased he is not phased uh yeah they're in the bible too huh uh leon says let's hope there's intelligent life somewhere up in space should we uh spagandi says exciting perhaps our earthling materials can be traded for theirs i will train you some meaning wave for an anti-gravity hoverboard alien i will trade you the new alan watts album advance an advanced listen to the new alan watts album for an anti-gravity hoverboard how about that alien i'm making you an offer right now right now once i'm off Speaking American says, no feeling, but first thought, I hope they're doing well. Like, super duper great. I must say, this is a beautiful audience. Dan Frank says, I hope they're not fattening us up for slaughter. Well, uh, they're not doing a good job with me. I am lean and mean. Ms. Terry says, I am Terran. I'm also a member of this galaxy. My personal experiences lead me to believe that life is truly a magnificent creation beyond what science and religion can explain. But always give truth to I welcome positive beings whom can save us, help us stand, and wake us up to the dream slash nightmare. We are connected. Although language is sometimes inefficient and vision doesn't show us everything, I relish emotions and visions and prayers, and I believe that those ETs do too. Damn, Miss Terry. Well, goodness, Miss Terry. Four of nine, two thousand... How does the existence of extraterrestrial life make you feel, or the potential of it? Says, like Epstein didn't kill himself. That one will never get old. Space Monkey says, makes me feel curious. Alexander says, honestly, don't care at all. And we'll leave it to Broman Jensen for the final word on the subject. Broman Jensen, on the subject of, how does the idea of extraterrestrial life make you feel? Roman Jensen says Good So there you go That is the right answer I would say that's the right answer I heard a lot of right answers I heard a lot of great answers The vibes were regulated You know from uh, Between myself and the Mighty Meaning Wave community I think we've got this thing sorted We've got our reaction to it sorted. We've got uh, how to deal with it sorted. Whatever it is, we don't even know, but we know how to deal with it. Because we're smart, you know? And we're prepared. And we've been working on this. We've been putting in the training. We've been uh, in the dojo. We've been in the meaning dojo for a while now. You know what I mean? Regulating the vibes and uh, doing them uh, meaning uh, activities. You know, them epic activities, which I, I decreed. Only those in 2020. I decreed. Twas the decree, and uh, we have borne witness to the uh, results of said adherence to said regulatory uh, instruction. You know? Yeah, yeah. Therefore, I do deem this the greatest day to be alive in recorded human history. I deem this to have been a good stream. It was a stream that was good. good. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad you were here. I'm glad I was here. I'm glad we were here together. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for being here. I'd like to take an opportunity to, uh, you know, Turn the lights down. Lights down, baby. Ooh.
are further, way further, out there in that wavy ocean. I'm just real grateful today for this mystery. I'm grateful for this mystery that's unfolding every day and being able to be a part of it. To be a part of the creation. A part of the writing of and the singing of the song. Here with my family, wherever this is, whatever this is, this firmament above us, you know, I'm grateful. It's a beautiful thing. Ain't nowhere else I would rather be. Nowhere else in space and time than right here. This is the, uh, the, the, the day that you have made and it's the best day. It's the best day. I got to experience it. God damn, I got to experience it. Lucky, lucky mud, you know. Mud was still, then Mud stood up, looked around and said, wow, look at all this crazy shit. I couldn't have made this shit. God, you did a magnificent job. One day Mud will lie down and go back to sleep. And we'll be very, very glad that Mud got to do all of that. Particularly considering all the Mud that did not. What a life. What a blessing. What a mystery. Sweet dreams, brothers and sisters. We'll be back here tomorrow. You know it. We'll be regulating some new vibes. Fresh vibes tomorrow. What will tomorrow bring? I don't know. But I have a feeling it's going to be good. Bye five, ladies and gentlemen. I love you.